podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans. By average movie fans, the bar is now open. Welcome to episode 55. I am your host, John. I'm Justin. And I'm Kyle. How are you guys doing today? How are you doing? I was good till the fucking computer shit the bed, but whatever. All right. Let's start off with some housekeeping. Uh, Justin, it's time for our favorite game. Has Kyle seen it? Do you have anything for Has Kyle seen it this week, Justin? I came up with something. Okay, what you got? Kind of a gimme, I think. All right, all right. But he 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 should have seen this, and if he hasn't, he should be slapped. The 1996 classic, From Dusk Till Dawn. I think he has. I'll give him credit. I think he has. He has to have. I kind of think he has to have. Uh, yes, that's one of my favorites. Okay, good. Okay, good. Okay. Okay. All right, Kyle. Uh, Justin, do you think Kyle has seen The Mighty Ducks? Yeah. That's kind of an important movie for all children. But knowing Kyle, he probably hasn't. Kyle, have you seen have you seen the Mighty Ducks? Uh no. <laughs> See? <laughs> and once again I am let down as a brother. I'm let down <sighs> as a brother too. Oh. Why he what has did a Christy point. do to you? You didn't show him that, so yeah, it is kind on you also. I didn't want to scare him, you know. Quack. Quack. Um, so, I saw a news article today that I found quite amusing. And that was at the age of 79, Robert De Niro had his seventh kid recently. How do you guys think feel about that? Still popping off babies. He's a badass. I feel like Are you're you guys gonna wrong be like about that? the age, but the what? I feel like you're kind of wrong about the age because you wrote seventy one in our thing, and then you said seventy nine. So now, yeah, it now was, we got to fact check you. It was seventy nine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did put seventy one at first on mistake, <laughs> but uh, he is seventy nine years old. Okay. Are he you guys gonna be doing that? No. No. No, I'm good. my time. Yeah, we were just talking about that before you off the wall. I don't even know if you were on. No, he heard most heard of that. You you weren't paying attention. Yeah. So, big announcement. I'm launching another podcast in June. The True Crime Bar. We're going to discuss true crime. Well, just me, unless you guys want to join along, but... Go over a different case bi-weekly, and the first episode will be dropping at some point in June. So, I'm going to use the movie bot to launch it, you know, with our seven listeners that we're up to now. Um, Nothing? No reaction? No? Way to go? Good yeah, luck? I, I'm sure I feel like there's you know, maybe you know, some discussion, but, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I... Tell us before. I, well, it was a surprise. I'm pl- I, I plan on doing. Surprise. 
I plan on doing it alone, but if you guys want to join in, I'll be more than happy to let you in. And I'm thinking of starting off with the uh, Chris Watts, Chris Watts murders in Colorado where the guy murders his family. Either that or this uh, Officer O'Keefe murder that happened in Massachusetts last year. That shit's fucking twisted. But, yeah, so our growing stable of podcasts, even though Hunter hasn't really done a Hunter cast recently, but. So. Do, do me and Justin need to start our, our own now? Yeah, if you want. What are you going to talk about? I don't know. Justin's going to do Bruins Beat and. You're going to do fucking, uh, I can't even think of the dude's name, fucking Evil Dead fucking fan. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Jackson to Evil Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making a shirt for that. But uh, uh, new trailers, did you guys see the Meg 2 trailer that was released today? You mean yes. the one that you sent to us? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I watched it. Looks interesting. Yeah, it's definitely a lot different than the uh, first one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they, they might be pushing too far. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, the story in the first one was, you know, far-fetched and all that crap. But it was still kind of, sort of, realm of could possibly be, you never know. Yeah. But now they're kind of, yeah. you know pulling dinosaurs out of the depths of the ocean. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to make a new shark movie. That's isn't better than the other ones or does stuff differently. So, well, prior to recording, I was doing research on the summer 2003 movie preview that we're, that we're going to be doing in a couple of weeks. And this one about an alligator during a jailbreak. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, that's way more interesting than Meg 2. I'm already in on that one. Yeah. Well, I guess time will tell. But, uh, all right, what have we watched? Kyle, start us off. Um, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 1, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Guardians of the Galaxy the Holiday Special, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and then... I watched Drop Dead Gorgeous and then Evil uh, Dead Rise. Day to Rest. And almost Evil Dead Rise. Well, it's on digital now, so. Oh, I guess we'll have to cover it instead of Maximum Overdrive, huh? Well, give me the $20 and I'll I'll buy it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he got real quiet then. He's already spent that on going to see it. 400 times. times, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll change it up and push maximum overdrive. Justin, how about you? What have you watched? Not a whole hell of a lot. Uh, let's see. Well, I did watch Laid to Rest because you know mm-hmm. kind of had to. Um, <laughs> I watched Home Alone two and Home Alone three because they were on. The kids were home. Uh, and. That was pretty much it. <laughs> Not a whole lot. And El Camino Christmas. I watched that too. I was going to say, you didn't even mention your pick of the week. Yeah, uh, I forgot. Well, 
I've had a <laughs> to very... be fair, like I said, I haven't finished it yet. I got like ten minutes left on it. Oh, you could have watched it while I was rebooting the computer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know, had I known you were rebuilding the goddamn thing. <laughs> so I watched uh 1984's Angel. You guys ever seen that? It was on Joe Bob a couple of years ago. About a 15-year-old that moonlights as a prostitute to make money. and Very interesting movie. I watched A Simple Favor, which I'll discuss later. I watched, watched Miss March. I watched Rest Stop and Laid to Rest. Um, I've been actually infatuated with this case. So I've been kind of watching a lot of videos on that. That's why I haven't watched many movies. But, all right. Picks of the week. Justin, start us off. Well, I went with El Camino Christmas. A young man seeking the father he has never met ends up barricaded inside of a liquor store with five other people on Christmas Eve. Mm. Initially released on December 8th, 2017, directed by David E. Talbert. It is on Netflix originally, so it's on Netflix. Um, but it's got a great cast. It's got Tim Allen, Kurtwood Smith, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, and uh, Dax uh, Shepard there, guy. One married to Bell there. So, But it's a good movie so far. That sounds you like, know, my, up until sounds like our father's years. fucking dream come true. Yeah, Being I'll, locked yeah. in a liquor store. Well, without other people, though. Hmm. What made you watch a Christmas movie in May? Uh, it was the only thing that looked interesting that I wanted to watch. And it had red in it. He's a big Red Foreman fan. I do like Red Foreman, and I love Vincent D'Onofrio. So, you know, it's a win. Actually, Vincent was a surprise. I did not see him in it until he, like, showed up in the movie, so. Oh, that's cool. So you got excited, what you're telling us. Yes, it's a pretty good movie. All right, Kyle, what's your pick of the week? I picked Drop Dead Gorgeous, which is about an annual beauty pageant in a small town at Minnesota, in small town Minnesota that turns ridiculously competitive and ultimately chaotic in this biting comedy. Amber Atkins, played by Kirsten Dunst, the daughter of a hard-drinking mom, Annette, played by Ellen Barkin, and Becky Lehman, played by Denise Richards, who is motivated by her former beauty queen mother, Gladys, Kirstie Alley. And among the top contenders in the event, as Amber, Becky, and other local girls prepare for the big day, bizarre incidents occur, leading up to an ending with a bang. Uh, came out November 4th, 1999, directed by Michael Patrick John. Uh, it also has Amy Adams and uh, um, uh, Brittany something, the actress that died. Brittany um, Murphy. Yeah, um, it was really good. I was shocked. I never heard of it. It's it's kind of like a mockumentary um, about going through the pageant, and it's pretty over the top, but um, it's really funny. Um, and yet he hasn't seen the Mighty Ducks. Like I said. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Have you guys seen this? Yes. Yes. Unfortunately. I shouldn't say unfortunately, but I, I saw it a long time ago. Same here. Trust me, if it was made before 2000, I'm pretty sure we've seen it. Kind of like you with any movie made after 2000. And after 20, I was born. You know. No, because there's a this lot of movies. Is an, this is an yeah. 
There's a lot of movies we've named after you were born and you haven't seen. I don't think so. You guys name a lot of movies that aren't. When was the White Ducks made? Important movies that were made before even we were born half the time. So that's not really an excuse. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. It just means somebody has let you down in your life. Hey, you were just as much responsible as I was. Not really. I'm not blood. Yeah, that sounds like an excuse. You're still a brother. You're closer to us, to him, than your other brothers. Anyways, well, my pick of the week is a simple favor. Stephanie is a widowed single mother who works as a blogger in Connecticut. Her best friend, Emily, seems to have it all. Successful career, loving family, and glamorous lifestyle. When Emily mysteriously disappears one day, Stephanie launches her own investigation by digging into her friend's past and finding a few surprises along the way. This was originally released on September 14th, 2018. It was directed by Paul Feig. This is a fucking twisted movie. Either one of you guys seen it? Never even heard of it. You have? What'd you think of the big twist? I don't remember. Oh, okay, never mind. I saw it in theaters, so. Clearly not that impactful. Yeah, Yeah, I don't remember it being, like, twisted either. No, I mean, well, there's that big twist where, you know, she finds out what's going on. Twisty! (laughs) You know what that's from, Kyle? No. A movie after you were born that we starred in, or we were in. Oh, yeah, I've never seen that. Wow. You guys never made me watch it. I'm pretty sure we took you to the theater to go see it. No, nope, I've never seen it. Oh, well, well Justin, guess what we're covering in a couple of weeks? We've Again. covered it, remember? We yeah, but he wasn't here. He wasn't here, though. Yeah, we did a we watch along. We, we can't repeat. No, we did a watch along, so we can cover it whenever we want as an f- mm-hmm. episode. So, all right, it's now time for our main topic. This week we are covering... 2009's Laid to Rest. This was originally released on March 18, 2009. is directed by Robert Greenhall. It was distributed by Anchor Bay Entertainment, and its rating is R for persuasive, strong, bloody violence, gore, language, some sexual content, nudity, and brief drug use. It is currently streaming on Roku and Tubi. Oh, when I looked it up, it said it wasn't streaming on anything. But it is it is does have a runtime of an hour and thirty minutes. And your cast of lovely characters. We have Bubby Sue Luther as the girl slash princess Jumpstone. Kevin Gage as Tucker Smith, Sean Whalen as Stephen, Jonathan Schick as Johnny, Thomas Decker as Tommy, Nick Principe as Chrome Skull slash Jimmy. Jesse Cronians, Jana Kramer as Jamie, Lucas Till as Young Store Clerk, Seraphim DeYoung as Bound Girl, Anthony Fitzgerald as Anthony, Richard Lynch as Mr. Jones, and Lena Hetty as Cindy Smith. We got a Lannister in there. <laughs> it's crazy. At least she's not fucking her brother in this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He has no idea what you're talking about. Nope. He has I, no idea. He's never uh, watched Game of Thrones. He does not know famous people very well, so yeah. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Never have, never will. 
Well, it's 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 a good goddamn it show. It just doesn't appeal to me. That kind of stuff doesn't appeal to me. There's, There's lots of boobs. What are you talking about? Hey, Steph, what do you mean doesn't appeal to you? No, like the medieval oh, times. Shooting. I have no interest in medieval it's times. Not. That's why I did not like A Knight's Tale. It's not, not medieval, medieval times. times. It's Game fantasy. of Thrones time. Same thing. It doesn't exist. If there's no cars, I want no part of it. Okay. So what, what about in the future when there's like things other than cars? Do you not like that either? There's flying cars, so I'm okay with that. There. No, they're spaceships. Same concept. If it's not made of metal, yeah. I don't want. Okay. I'm not getting into this, you right. What is with you tonight? You're awfully salty. It's because I called you an asshole earlier. <laughs> A bitch or whatever I called you. All right. So our movie starts off, we're in a funeral home, a young woman with amnesia breaks out of a coffin and dials 911 in the morgue, but accidentally unhooks the phone while speaking to the operator. The mortician appears and is impaled by a man equipped with a camera and on his shoulder and a chrome skull mask. I gotta be honest with you. If I didn't have to watch this, I probably would have shut it off after that first goddamn scene. Yeah. I'm sure, like, we watched this. We did. And yeah. that was the thing. I was like, I don't remember it being this goddamn hokey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially, uh, like, the, the montage intro. I was like, oh, God. With yeah. doing that, like, saw effect almost. Yeah. But, I mean, like, she's not going to break that fucking phone cord. By walking slowly away and not realizing it's yanking her back. Sorry, but yeah. I well, mean, that's just the and, first in a lot of dumb decisions made. And this that's point. not how nine one one is going to talk to somebody on the phone. You hold know, on. hold on, hold on. They would have hold already on. had the trace. <laughs> so apparently, this takes place in two thousand and seven. I don't care. So it's even more odd that they had a goddamn phone on the wall. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> well, what about the chrome face mask? I don't I don't really like like I the the chrome is cool, but like him just being like a bald guy in a suit is like I don't know, it just feels goofy to me. I don't know. I I just couldn't like it it I mean, we can get into it later, especially cuz like yeah. they, he's so like Everybody's so scared of him. They're like, "Oh my god!" And he's just like a guy. But they they treat him like yeah. But they treat him like Jason, which felt weird, and not like a serial killer. And I think it would have been cooler if he was like a serial killer and more human. And he uses Um, a stupid voice box thing to talk instead of just talking. Yeah. As I was watching it, I started getting collector vibes. Did you ever seen the movie The Collector? Yeah. Like. That's the way that should have been portrayed was like the collector was or, mm-hmm. you know, instead of treating it like a supernatural, yeah, you know, entity. But yeah, yeah, I think it could have been interesting, especially with the camera stuff and like, like more serial killer ish and then then slasher ish. Yeah. But and I mean, it, it kind of confuses itself multiple times throughout the movie that we can discuss later or whatnot. But mm-hmm. you got him, you know, he gets shot in the eye or poked in the eye or whatever right here at the beginning 
and, and then later on he gets, you know, half his face chopped off and all that stuff. But like at the same time, he's being treated like a man, but he's being treated like a supernatural guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, cause he's having just discussions about money with this, you know, later on with the, the more guy at the end there, the big reveal there. But I mean, it's like pick one. He's either a man or he's a supernatural killing guy machine thing. So yeah, yeah no, I agree. It's, it's, it's a little muddled with that. But you know, and the actress that played princess, she was actually married to the director. So at one time, Nepotism. how she got a producer credit, I assume. Yeah. But, uh, you know, she can't remember who she is or what's going on, but let's... And that just felt goddamn hokey and contrived the entire goddamn movie, too. I'm sorry. I was in a a dead box? Like, you can think of dead box, but not casket? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't even even think she was necessarily, like, a bad actress. I just think some of the lines they had her say were... It it was pretty bad. Bad goddamn dialogue. Yeah. Have her speak like a goddamn person. Like, amnesia doesn't explain, like, the doors are locked, I can't get out. Break a goddamn window. Yeah. You still have survival instincts. Yeah. And normally, (laughs) like, I'm fine if she, like, doesn't remember her name or where she's from or, like, what happened. But, like, normally they, like, still know words and, like, everything. Just, like, not specifically about themselves. Yeah, it's Um, details that they forget. Not how to talk to somebody on the goddamn phone. Yeah. Not um, how to convey where you are by just looking around. Yeah. Well, she was originally a model. She was in um, Night of the Demons remake, um, Extreme Movie. She was in the Slam, Slam and Salmon and Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Uh, I don't know. Not very memorable, but... Um. Well, anyways, the girl stabs Chrome Skull in the eye and runs off while he treats his wound. Um, the girl is then picked up by Tucker, who takes her home to his wife, Sydney, who's Lena Hetty, um, and promises her to, that they will go to the sheriff's station in the morning. And as Tucker's truck is low on gas and their phone service has been cut off. So, you know, they're already kind of isolated. Got to have those convenient plot points in there. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I honestly thought, like, that guy was just going to be the killer at first because he was also bald, and I was like, oh, like, it's him, but... And fairly creepy in his own way. Yeah, yeah. He was, like, way too creepy at first to then be, like, a major role. Yeah, because he kind of started off as, like, a creepy old man. Yeah. You know, like, hey there, girl, how are you walking out here? (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously, you know, she doesn't remember what happened to her, and all of a sudden... She sees another bald guy, and I think that's kind of the point they were trying to go towards is he could be the killer. Yeah. But, yeah, but I mean, I don't I, I don't know that they were going there with that. I mean, they were trying to by having him in the shadows, but he, he, it was pretty obvious he wasn't. Yeah. I mean, like, but when they get back and, you know, Lena Hetty's in there giving him shit and talking all mean and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, the whole, it just bothered me to no end. I was where the dead people are. Yeah. I woke up in a dead box. It's a dead box. I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> if I found that person on the goddamn side of the road, I'd be like, oh, shit. She came from Westwood Lodge. We got to get her back. <laughs> yeah. For those unaware, Westwood Lodge is a mental institution. Yes. But just some of it. And, and, and I, I can't blame her, you know, because it, you can only do so much with what you're given. Yeah. So. Which we'll discuss later as we yeah. overview the movie. Um, but then you get, you know, they have their discussion and she remembers a princess gemstone, all that good stuff. So now she's nicknamed Princess. And of course, Chrome Skull finds them. Uh, the, uh, they're, Tucker and Princess are talking on the couch. And, uh, he goes back to go to bed. Can't get in the door. Kicks the door down. And who is there? Oh, he's got her out the window. And he's got a knife to her throat. So instead of standing there and bargaining for their life, they decide to run outside and come around and confront him. This, this little interaction too, where they come out and they're like, what do you want? No, don't kill him. And he just points the knife at her. And, like yeah. a man. Like, shake harder, boy. Shake harder. And she'll come at you. I mean, this, some of it's just so bad. But I will say him taking the knife and jamming her gosh darn right through her head into the siding of the house. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. That was a pretty good kill. Uh, So he. Well, I I think I saw that the guy was the special effects. Like, if you go through his IMDb, it's all special effects stuff. So I mean, most of these murder horror movie guys. Yes. That's where they come from. So obviously that was uh, definitely it was the gore and kills and stuff was great throughout. Yeah. Yep. So he kills her. Though so Tucker and Princess take off in Tucker's truck, and that's when Tucker's brother-in-law shows up, looking to find out who he saw Tucker with, and that proves to be a mistake as Tucker's brother-in-law gets his face chopped off, which was that was a pretty good. I think that was my favorite kill of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one, uh, and then the. uh the uh, girl there gets out of the car and goes running by. And this, 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 this kill is where they lost me. See, they had their best kill. And then they had this cheap looking goddamn piece of shit when he slices the girl as she's walking by. And then the next scene, they, you know, they show her and she's got the shirt and she's kind of got the gash and she's trying to hold everything in. And then they go back to the full shot. <laughs> and it's like they got this cardboard thing pushing her boobs up so they're all scrunched up like this, but she's got a square frame underneath it. <laughs> well, like, spent all the money wow. on that <laughs> They didn't hide that one very well after such a good one before it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Chrome Skull takes them out. And uh, that's all. That was fun. So Tucker and Princess now, they they're off on the run, and they wound up at some guy named Steven's house, who is the uh, from the Got Milk commercials. That crazy guy. He's in a lot of things, but always, yeah, he looked always that crazy nerd. Yeah. Um, uh, he uses his computer to email for help and do a little research on the old Chrome Skull, discovering he is a serial killer. 
whose modus operandi is to send the tapes of himself murdering the women to the authorities. Well, so then the trio decide to go to the police station and find the sheriff and deputy dead, and Chrome's goal was waiting for him. That that was pretty cool how they did that with the door. Yeah. The you know, and then the camera starts rolling. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's another thing though. That was just another piece that bothered me when they actually got to the sheriff's station. And there's nobody at a goddamn sheriff's station. And you just go walking on in through a gated fence door that's normally locked. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you're being chased by somebody who you know is actively killing anybody who gets in his way. Maybe don't go in there. But horror movie. Our well, they didn't. Magic. They didn't know that they were in there. So it's well, a police station. How often is a police station empty? Like truly empty, where you can't hear anything. It's a small town. They had a deputy it and a sheriff. Doesn't matter. They'd have a secretary or phones ringing or something. Doesn't matter how small the town is. There's always something going on at a police station. Drunk in the drunk tank, making noise at night. Come on. Well, that's what they thought was in the bed. Was it somebody, a drunk guy? Well, so Chrome School is waiting for camera sitting on his shoulder? She couldn't see. It was dark. I could see the camera. Stop being (laughs) Well, the group ends up uh, wounding Chrome Skull's leg when they try to get away. (coughs) And they do drive away. Reaching the funeral home, Princess explores the area and discovers a nearby barn contains several of Chrome Skull's previous victims. Chrome Skull then beheads a still-living captive, knocks Princess out, and places her in a casket. Before Chrome Skull can kill Princess, he is shot by Tucker, who drives away with her and Steven in Chrome Skull's car. Um, Princess then looks at the footage on Chrome Skull's camera, which shows that he was in league with the mortician whom he killed due to the man becoming a liability. Um, Princess then takes the car while Tucker and Steven are removing bodies from the trunk and is locked inside by Chrome Skull, who then uses his cell phone to take control of the onboard computer as he follows Princess to a convenience store. Um, via paperwork in the car, Princess finds out Chrome Skull's name is Jesse Chromians right before he attacks her. Um, what did you guys think about the twist with the mortician being in on it? Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't an abandoned funeral home, then obviously he would be in on it. Yeah. I mean, you kind of had to have the feeling that he was right from the very start. Because mm-hmm. I don't care who you are if you're a mortician and you're not in on it. And a casket starts bouncing around. You're not going to leave the room. <laughs> You're probably going to find out why if you're a legitimate mortician. <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty fucking scary if you're actually I mean, yeah, a mortician. Yeah, exactly. There probably would have been a gigantic <laughs> brown spray immediately behind him <laughs> if he did decide to take off. So, so now they're at a gas station. Um, you know, she tries to get the attention of the two kids that showed up prior to her, uh, showed up after her arrival and, or before Chrome Skull attacks her. 
and he says he wants her to go inside and what was it? Bring out, a, get a tape. I think. Yeah, get a tape. So she goes in. You got these two dingleberries in there acting a fool because it's a county that doesn't sell beer on Sundays. Um, Massachusetts and all them blue laws. Yeah, which have now gone away, but apparently not in this county. So finally, she's like, you know, can I cut ahead? Whatever. Hands the guy the money. He sees the um, recorder. Um, then Chrome Skull starts beeping the car. So the clerk goes outside. And the other two boys kind of hold her, you know, trying to protect her all of a sudden. And Tommy has a shotgun and still loses the chrome skull. Don't hesitate. Poor Havoc loses his head. Yeah. That was a pretty good kill. That was, I loved how it was seeping up over the glass of the door. The blood, like. Yeah. So now the boys and princess are scrambling because he's coming in or trying to get in but the door's locked and one of them goes through the back door and now they come in uh, Chrome Skull comes in and proceeds to wreak hell until the other two arrive and he kills how about the kill with the um the kid there the, with the when he's filling his air oh yeah those are right i mean the effects were cool like the face filling up and yeah. his eyes exploding and then the old guy you know get out of here go but of course she doesn't and he locks Tommy out of the building and traps Princess in the freezer and to taunt Princess Chrome Skull gives her his camera which reveals she was a drug addict prostitute he had picked up and she lost her memory when Chrome Skull beat her with the bat now when she was looking at the bat on the wall she kind of you know getting a, it's a little bit of a memory couldn't figure it out until she saw the video. And mm. what you think of the big reveal of her as a cracked out prostitute? I mean, I feel like like her background didn't even matter. So I was like, oh, yeah, like that's how he met her. It was like, yeah. I mean that. I mean, and that's kind of realistic. A lot of serial killers kill that's prostitutes. So, yeah. So they make sense. Um. Princess then smashes the camera in frustration after that. Um, and then while struggling with Chrome Skull, uh, she knocks his mask off. Um, Chrome Skull then goes to reaffix his mask, but he unknowingly uses the cyanoacrylate that Stephen had replaced his adhesive with. Um, the chemical melts Chrome Skull's face as he peels his mask off, and it's really gory and sick. And as he writhes in angly, ang- agony. <laughs> that was a good one. Angony. <laughs> um, Princess bludgeons him with an aluminum bat. Um, uh, I I I I missed the part 
where that adhesive was switched, so I thought he would, he just like kind of killed himself. But then I, I went back. He's like, I'll take care of this. Yeah, yeah. You can't was, do yeah. it. I'll do it for you. I was so confused. But. Yeah, yeah. yeah I forgot the end, to mention I kinda, that. I, I kind of started losing my focus on the movie too. <laughs> I gotta admit. <laughs> but uh Princess finds her missing persons notice which Steven had printed on his computer and Tucker had kept in his clothes. Uh, and Tucker dies of his injury and the, and she leaves with Tommy to Atlanta after finding out that Anthony was murdered by Chrome Skull. And the police arrive and find the flyer, which Princess has written an explanation on the back of. Ba-ba-ba. So, and then that was, that's where the movie ends. Credits. So what did we think about the setting? The funeral home, the kind of bouncing around to um, back and forth, toward, then towards the convenience store. You know, it's a good, like, this, you know, the morgue and convenience store were good. But I feel like what took me out of it was how many times they were in a car and they, they didn't just keep driving. Yeah. That. But they didn't have a lot of gas. Well, and then they did have a car with gas, and they're like, I don't even remember why they stopped. She was like, I need to know about my bed. Oh, I have to go look and see and hear yeah. where the dead box was and the yeah. dead people are. And Yeah, I feel like that took me. Like, they shouldn't have given them a car. Like, they should yeah, have walked they, places. They made too many bad car movie decisions. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think if it was the one, but they got in a car again and then again got out, and that that was tough. And then got in again, and then get out. How about the paint job on that hearse, though? If I go, that's how I want to go in that hearse. You guys didn't even notice the paint job, did you? No. No. (laughs) Like I said, I kind of stopped paying attention after a little while. Like a Nelson. So uh, how about the effects of the movie? Some pretty cool kills, I mean, some pretty shitty yeah, kills. Yeah, there, there were some high highs and some low lows. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, think that entire scene with the, 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 the brother-in-law, sister-in-law there, that, that, that encapsulated it right there. You had your best kill, and then you had the terribleness of some shoddy misses on the editing. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's, you know, the best part, like, if you were to watch this movie, you'd watch for that, and that's you know that's so good. Yeah, between the face slicing kill, the um, the shotgun kill, and then even Chrome Skull's death. Yeah, yeah, and like, her getting her head stuck to the outside of the, the house there. Yeah, you know it's definitely worth a watch there. Yeah. So so how about the script and the dialogue? We, we kind of discussed this earlier <laughs> on when we started with the movie. That I mean. Her lines were just, I mean, some of them were just painful. It really was just painful. Um, yeah. Having to come up with different ways to say easier things is. Yeah. I'm sure that there's going to be somebody who'd be like, well, I did some research on this, and that is one of the goddamn side effects of amnesia. I don't care. It's, it's not as believable yeah. in a movie setting, yeah. this, you know? Yeah, um, she, she can't remember coffin, but she remembers that dead people go in a box. Yeah, I mean, it's... I think it was kind of, like, dumbed down for, you know, 
being a, a kind of like a B horror movie. Hmm. Might have been so, a budget thing. They had to cut out a bunch of the dialogue. <laughs> how about the kills, the slashing? Pretty cool. Some kills. We kind of discussed yeah, that already. I mean, yeah. So yeah. the length, about 90 minutes. Too long, too short, just good enough. Um, you know, 90 minutes is good. I was also kind of losing focus a little bit, I think, just because there's sometimes, you know, large gaps between the action. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I I'm, I can't complain about 90 too minutes. Too much like, dicking around, getting in and out of cars. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, favorite kill, Kyle? Oh, I mean, the the face getting cut in half, kind of. when he, Especially, I like... Because he throws the knife at him, and yeah. like it had, like it looks. I don't even know how they did it, but it looks like you see the knife go into him, and then he cuts his face off. So that was cool. But Justin? also, Lena Lena Headey's oh. was cool, good too. Yep. Yeah. Justin. Well, I mean, I was gonna say, you know, just to be different, I was gonna go with, you know, her head getting stuck to the side of a building. Yeah. Uh, so. I believe that was also my favorite kill with the face uh slice but also the shotgun and those are my top three the the knife slid the face slash the shotgun and the um acid mm-hmm. well as far as a sequel potential or does it have a sequel um it does have a sequel chrome skull laid to rest 2 which came out in 2011 and then Laid to Rest 3, Exhumed, was announced in 2018. It had an Indiegogo campaign but didn't meet the goal and never went in production. And sadly, the director, Robert Hall, passed away on May 24th, 2021. Um, could you see a reboot of this Chrome Skull character? I don't know. They might take the idea and completely change it <laughs> i mean you, you have to make it simpler you got to either make him a supernaturally type guy or just yeah. you know just a straight up crazy dude yeah um i mean they could but i i doubt they would. these 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 styles of murderers in horror movies are kind of a dime a dozen yeah and like point. i said it kind of goes back to the collector <coughs> you know like that guy. It's got elements of all of them. Yeah. You know, give it to the, do a remake with the guys that did the collector and the collection or the strangers and kind of see where it goes. Um, do we recommend this movie, Justin? I mean, if you're into, if you, if you want to see some, some good, some good kills, some good effects, I mean, it, it's, it's worth a look. Kyle, yeah. If you're new, and if you're into specifically like effects and stuff, then yes. Yeah. But same thing. If you want to see some cool kills and you can handle, like I, I, it's been a long time since I've watched the second one, but I know that had um, Danielle Harris is in it. Uh, who was the dude that was on Nine Hundred Two and David Austin Green or something like that? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Remember off the top of my head, Brian but Austin Brian Austin Green, yes. Um, you know, I think that further explains the story a little more and is a little better. But 
All right. So for ratings, it received a 5.2 on IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes an 80%, surprisingly. And then a 2.7 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Justin, what's your rating? I'm going to have to go with a 2. It's got good effects, good kills, but I'm sorry, that dialogue just freaking kills me. (laughs) Kyle? I would also do a 2. I was a little nicer for the kills and the effects. I gave it a 3. So. All right. That wraps up Laid to Rest. Justin, what are we covering next week? I guess we're going to go with uh, a little Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Yeah. Kyle, have you, you've seen Ace Ventura, right? Yeah. Okay. I goddamn hope so. If he'd said no to that, oh, dear God. <laughs> so next week, Ace Ventura. Kyle, what are we covering the week after that? Um, Either Maximum Overdrive or Evil Dead Rise. We'll see. It'll most likely be It'll Evil be a Dead surprise. Rise. All right. The bar is now closed. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. And check out our episodes at Movie Bar Pod on YouTube. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcast, and most places you listen to your podcast. And be sure to check out our website www.moviebarpod.com Thank you for listening and please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media and via the via email at themoviebaroutlook.com Please be sure to like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye. Have fun storming the castle. Bye. <laughs>